My favourite probably piece of the whole Agile Manifesto is we welcome change requests. But I know what welcoming is. Yeah. Uh, oh, hi. Hey, come on in. Oh, no, no, no. Sit there. Sit. I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm ordering some Uber Eats. Let me get you some lunch, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's welcoming. Oh, yeah. Change that, requests. That would be very welcoming. <laughs> so you're doing that kind of process for your change requests. Hello, I'm Chris Lisserman, and welcome to Sparks, a series by Interactive Workshops. In each episode, we talk about something else we can spark in work and life, from how to spark motivation, how to spark flexible working, to how to spark office snacks, so they always have the fuel to do the good work that you want to do. Get me some Hello Kitty sweets. Take a snack break. Have yeah. those sweets. We need that. Chris. Spark it. Spark it. There we go. Uh, take that snack break. Take us with you. Put headphones on. Or come back in a moment. We'll yeah. still be here. We'll still be here. It's great to be here as well. It is great to be here. Welcome back, Jonna. Oh, thank you very much, Chris. I'm Hi. actually really enjoying the evolution of our vodcast. Oh, yeah. Video. We've evolved. I'm learning along the way, and I'm keen to find out how to be better. I know. I've, I review the episodes. I listen to them. I work out what I think is good. I, I, I noticed that you're an incredibly professional communicator and I want to step up my game. Oh, well, thank you, Jonna. I learn a lot from you. But I'm also very keen in the comments section to see what people think, um, how we can improve and how we can be better at what we do. Absolutely. And it's a good time to say, leave a little comment below. Drop us a little like button uh, down below. We love seeing those comments. We respond to them. And your likes and reviews as well. All help one us. or two. It of all them. helps us. It all helps one us. or two yeah. help in the algorithm. So thank you for doing that. This week we're discussing how to spark agility. So we're going to discuss the principles of agile, uh, how to be more agile, whether we do even want to do that. Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? And the secret to agility for our teams and organisations oh, as well. Yeah. Is it Maybe a, a secret? few secrets. I mean, we have written a book, the agile. You have secret. written a book, Jonna. You wrote, are the author of this book. I wrote a book. Yeah, I wrote a book. T uh, two weeks, five afternoons, writing. Wow. Done. And then done. Shipped. Done. Wow. Well, we'll get on to... Uh, but that, as, a, as you can see, is quite thin. <laughs> it's an incredibly thin Minimum book. viable book. And then inside, lots of pictures. Oh, people love pictures, though. Yeah. So I didn't have to put in too much words. And also, I cheated because I wrote the book about the Agile Manifesto. Mm. So I didn't have to come up with any ideas. And the manifesto already existed. The manifesto was already there. That was my framework. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so you, that was... You're the expert. It was a shortcut, really. I wrote it in an agile way. There we go. We're talking to a, a, a book writer on the topic of agile. We can't say that about many of the topics. No, but I just wish I was Alistair Coburn. Do you follow him on LinkedIn? Uh, no, I don't. Should I? You, you definitely should. Uh, he, but he, he's one of the founders of agile. Right. And he used to work at IBM and he was one of the only people whose projects were delivered on time. Mm. Uh, and he then pioneered the Agile methodology. He was the person that organized the conference or the meetup of people in technology right. that got together and wrote the Agile Manifesto. Right. He's one of the co-organizers of that event. Right. And he's got really crazy hair. <laughs> so sounds like what you're saying is that Agile had, a, had an origin. It's not just another word for efficiency, productivity, and, and that there was something that was fairly recently born, an idea. Recently, as early as the early 2000s. But the, I, I think the business has grasped onto the agile as a thing in the same way that project management is now a thing, mm. or HR is a thing, mm. or 
waterfall methodology is a thing or employee engagement is a thing agile now mean is a thing it means something mm. and that's what we're here to spark more agility yeah and i think at interactive workshops we've talked about culture and agile is part of the culture here it's the way we work is that completely deliberate and intentional from you i well i th- i wanted to ask you whether because I think you might be more of an expert in Agile than me, because I talk about it, but you live it. I live it. I've implemented it. And yeah, the teams that I've run... Implement, download. <laughs> Chris is now Agile. You're a con- I read the book. You're I a disciple. You're a convert of it. Yes, I'm a disciple, a convert, an evangelist maybe. Evangelist I of love agility. when teams take on an Agile way of working. I do believe it is more than just efficiency, working quickly, it's definitely not doing a rush job or half a job. That's sometimes called agile mm. um, when that's not, that's not true. What um, is agile then, Chris? What is agile? Well, it's a way of working, as you're alluding to, that is born out of the world of software development. It's people coming together to say, actually, the way we've been working, where we work and 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 then deliver something to a client, to a customer, actually isn't very good. Because the client then says, oh, that's not quite what we wanted. Or, oh, we've had a change of heart since you've been working on it and working and working and working and working, working. And so actually that's, you've got to go and un- undo all that work or redo all of that work. Is there a better way of working so you with like, a stakeholder? you like the way of working, like that there's a, just a better way of working yeah. than the way we have been working? I genuinely believe it's a better way of working. And why is that? I think there's loads of benefits, like I say, for the, the customer, the client, the stakeholder, the end user. I think you're, you make better things for that person. And it's a way of working that communicates along the way that you are providing value at every step by delivering working products more frequently than right at the end. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but you sound like an evangelist fragile. <laughs> I am an evangelist fragile. I've read the book. You like delivering working products Yeah, frequently. working products is an agile term. Yeah. What's a working product, Chris? It's something that works. It's quite simple. It's a thing, an offering, a service, a, 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 sometimes literally a product if you're in that kind of industry. Piece of code. Piece of code. Some copy. Yeah. A workshop. A cog. <laughs> cog. Yeah. Whatever you're making, whatever you're doing in your industry, eventually gets handed over, gets delivered. A painting. A painting, yeah. So a working product a is a thing that does its job. Yeah, does the job. And you, and you like that? I love that. Why, why is that? Things that work that people want <laughs> make people really happy. So they get things. If people yeah. get things that, that work, they want. that they you want. You go into Starbucks, oh, yeah. you ask for your, what do you ask for? Um, currently, because I'm trying to keep the calorie count sensible. Yeah. Grande Americano cold milk. Grande Americano cold which milk. Which sounds like Grande Americano oat milk. <laughs> so sometimes you get oat milk. I, I, or no milk. What I believe to be the vomit-inducing... Or goat milk. Could, many, goat many, milk. many milks. I've never... You can milk a cow. I've never seen a nipple on an almond. It's a, surely an almond juice. It's an oat juice. You <laughs> cannot... Je de, je de. <laughs> Dalmond. It, it cannot be a Wait. milk. Coconut milk. That's not a milk either, is it? You it's don't milk juice. the coconut. Co- yeah, juice. But, yeah, so I get, so my working product is an Americano with cold milk. Right, that's your working product. When you get that, that product, or even before that, you see 
the staff working working along. You're standing on the end of the counter. It's working its way along. You see some of the progress. Yeah. You see them write your name on it. Yeah. How does that feel? Great. Yeah, it feels good. I know it's it? coming along. Yeah. And then when you get the the product, the coffee you wanted. Happy as Larry. Exactly. Happy days. Really happy. Yeah, the world so would be it does great work. if it all worked like that. So there's something you're industry. saying, the transparency between, but it's also the transparency of what's happening. It's mm. not that someone that makes an agreement, they're going to deliver something and then black box, they get it. Mm. But there's a, you know, when you go to like a chocolate factory or something, you can see through the glass. I'm oh, thinking when yeah, I went Capri to the Leica, world. I went to like the Leica factory where they make Did the you? cameras and there's a tour mm. and you can, and there's glass. It's obviously a controlled environment, not really allowed in. You can see them making things. Mm. So some level of transparency on the ma- making process. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the UK we have Cadbury World where you can see the, the chocolatiers working their way through. I should take you, I know you love milk. cereal. Maybe I should, do love cereal. Is there a cereal world? <laughs> I don't think there is a cereal world. <laughs> Inside the Factory. Do you ever watch Inside the Factory? I do, yeah. Love Inside it. Inside the Factory, great show, yeah. And we're fascinated by those things because we, we see that sense of progress, I think. Yeah, we can see what's being made. So, mm. here, so there's a level of transparency. Yeah. Why, why else do you so like Agile, Mr. Agile Evangelist? I think it's more fun as well. More fun? Yeah. For who? The the person working. The worker. The person creating the product. I think it's it's a more enjoyable way to work. Why is that? Well, I think if you think about the that waterfall approach, which is that traditional work, 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 deliver, mm. it's it's demoralizing, demotivating if that thing isn't right or you didn't have help along the way to iterate it, make it better. You're not really satisfied maybe with what you've done, even if you don't get the negative feedback, you might just get working product done, shipped. But if you've worked in that way that isn't iterative, there's some it's dispute, not massively satisfying. Is there some dispute at the end about whether the working product's actually good enough or not, for example? Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I, my, my favourite probably piece of the whole Agile Manifesto is we welcome change requests. Yeah. And I just think, oh, this it's a genius piece of copy because the word welcome says it all mm. but it's not we endure change because we can respond to we we can handle handle negotiate yeah. about cope with cope with mm. can rework will incorporate at a push will <laughs> yeah and, and and for me that demonstrates the kind of responsiveness actually mm. it's actually the foundations of it also good interpersonal and human relationships mm. it's are you responsive to the other person mm. if your other half goes can you, can you, have you got the responsiveness to say, is everything all right? Is it, how are you? Mm. Busy day? What's, what's going on? Mm. Can you respond? I think we welcome change requests when the change comes along instead of going, <sighs> or worse, oh yeah, we can definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then back to Pretty the office. Tea. So yeah, yeah. Kind of that responsiveness, mm. that's the basis of love, mm. to be able to dance in the moment with another. Can you actually embrace and welcome change requests, or is it just pretend? I think that's why I like that statement, is that a bit like you, I had an epiphany when I saw it written like that. Not, mm. we can handle amends, mm. we can implement feedback, mm. but welcome. Mm. Welcome! Because I know what welcoming is. Mm. If you come to my house... yeah. Actually, I tried to get someone not to come in the other day. <laughs> you tried to not let someone into your I, house. To, to the reverse, yeah, I was kind of, I was ready to go to bed. And as a car pulled up on the drive, tap on the window. Actually, I was watching football. <laughs> but yeah, I popped out onto the driveway just to see 
but it wasn't welcoming. I feel bad now, actually. Sorry, Kimberly, if you're there. Uh, Sorry, but Kimberly. I didn't welcome them. But I know what welcoming is. Yeah. What would the opposite have been? Uh, oh, hi. <laughs> hey, come on in. Oh, no, I'll turn off the football. Come on, come on in. Watch the tea, coffee. You want to sit in the garden? Should we go for a walk? What's the... How are you? Tell me. Come and sit down. Sit there. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't go away. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. <laughs> sit there. Sit, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm ordering some Uber Eats. Let me get you some lunch. You know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's welcoming. Oh, yeah. Change that, requests. That would be very welcoming. <laughs> so you're doing that kind of process for your change requests. I think that's, so that's the, well, that's the difference of mentality that's behind the whole of Agile, which is that instead of it being a, a battle between two companies or a negotiation between two people or a, a, a servant and a master or a client and a customer service person, or, you know, a, a cog maker and a cog user, there is the flexibility of, and, and welcoming of, the, it's inviting a collaboration actually. Mm-hmm. And I love collaboration. Collaboration is a an activity of partners, mutual mutual partners in an endeavor working together. Mm. And it's turning a transaction into a relationship. Yeah. I like just that. by the welcome. Yeah, I like that. The relationship. It's it's essential, as you say, in our friendships, marriage, with our customer, with our client, team. Uh, team. Those relationships are built by welcoming things that change. I'm having a bit of an epiphany, actually. When you I welcome am. someone, mm. and especially when you welcome change, you're saying, I'm not expecting you to be the person you've always been, or I'm not expecting you to want what you've always wanted. And even like let's say we've done a requirements and we've listed those, I'm not even holding you to that. I accept you and I, I'm welcoming your input, continued input over time. Mm. Wowza. Yeah. It's pretty, that Alistair Coburn guy, I must try and find him and meet him. <laughs> Yeah. When we post this, I'm going to tag him. Yeah, tag him. Yeah, he's going to be tagged. He's taggable. Very taggable. Yeah. He's good. Right. The other thing the other thing about welcoming change requests is that it actually helps you improve the working product because mm. most people, maybe not every time, but most people are giving feedback changes with good intent to improve what you end up with. Yeah. But I think that, that, that comes to are you trying to learn as well? And again, one of the things, so when I first started trying to use Agile, it was mainly when I was working on bigger projects and I realized if I submit all the deliverables, let's say there's 10 deliverables and I submit them all at once and I get the same piece of feedback on all 10, I have to implement it on all 10. If I submit one and say, can we do all the feedback on this one? I can then incorporate the learning into deliverable two and therefore I'll save an enormous amount of effort. And I guess that's also why the Agile community flourished which is that it is actually, there is a greater efficiency to what they're trying to do because they're using learning. This is just going to blow your mind from a learning and development agency, Chris. Learning is valuable. And they're using learning to make the work get done more effectively. Does that make any kind of sense? It does. And it, do you know what? It doesn't blow my mind. It should. <laughs> it should. Do we really need agile versus agility? Is there a difference there? They're agile, I said, agile is a thing. Mm. So it's now a methodology and it's a process and it's an industry. The more you do agile, I think you, you, you almost go around in a circle and you, and you realize that the thing that you do actually need is agility. So you can take all the principles of agile and you can, if you, you can follow all the processes. You can have a, a scrum master and you can have deliverables and you can have a daily stand-up and all those things. Is that really what... Is that fundamental? Is that what you need? Or is it 
the mental openness, the collaboration, the flexibility. And my personal opinion is that very often, and that's why the way that I've written the Agile Secret is you don't need to run all the processes of Agile. You don't have to do it that way. But as a leadership tool or as a cultural tool, it's extremely important. Um, and in the work we do with Airbus, for example, you know, some people in Airbus are manufacturing a plane and it's got to be right and it needs to be delivered on a deadline. How they cope with the changes to scope that are coming and the you know, different needs of the customer, that's the mindset piece. That's whether they're actually flexible and open and collaborative. So if, you know, they've got, I'm sure they've got a waterfall diagram saying how to put the plane together. It's like, I'm sure they've got the, the Lego instructions that say, screw this thing here and bolt that onto there and then test this and everything else. They've got a process that's very, very robust, but have they got the agility of, of mindset to use the agile principles to deal with change requests and collaboration with the client and collaboration with the teams and everything else. Mm. And Airbus managed to save a lot using agile methodology as well. Yeah, they, they saved when they built the Beluga plane, which is the one that carries the um, parts around Europe, they, they saved a ton of money from using agile methodologies. And, I, and coming back to what we spoke about earlier, I do think that by incorporating the learning at each step rather than accumulating learning at the end, yeah. there's an opportunity to improve processes and mm. change scope. Um, so, so yes, it's an effective way to do things. Mm. It is. You, you can also say it's kind of micromanagement by different methodology so if you're working in a highly agile environment where you've got daily deliverables and a daily stand-up mm. that is that's quite a managed environment mm. it's quite tightly controlled so people who are writing code software companies that are using agile our teams that are using agile it's pretty nailed down how you know in a quite granular way yeah what they need to deliver by when yeah so it's weird in a way isn't it you know we talk about empowerment a lot and the absence of management, but if you take away your manager, then you end up needing a process to deliver that. Mm. And it's actually, it's just true of human systems, I guess. There's lots of different ways of organizing and somewhere there needs to be power and control. And you try and, if you try and delegate the power and control to others, then you end up needing a process or a mm. set of values to make sure the thing's cohesive. Yeah. Whereas if you have an, an in, it's in an individual or an office, then maybe you don't need to have those other things. We've already talked about a number of different terms, scrum masters, manifestos, might have even mentioned hacks. What do these terms mean? They they kind of all sound like business jargon. I love a bit of, I hate, do I love or hate jargon? I love a bit of jargon. I hate a bit of jargon. I both <laughs> okay. love and hate jargon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Agile has got a manifesto, which is the point, the principles. Mm. There's daily stand-ups, which is the meeting. There's scrum masters, which are what we would call them facilitators sometimes or a quarterback. They're, they're running the process. But I don't think you need the jargon. Again, if you are having a running a project, is someone responsible for the process? You can call them a scrum master mm. or whatever else. Yeah. Um, do you need to have a backlog or is it a list of tasks? Deliverables. So, so, you yeah. know, the, the, the jargon, the, jargon you, the concept is the same, a list of things to do yeah 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 the backlog is effectively a to-do list isn't it yeah so run me through then what would a team organization look like if it was using agile so so it, a team who's using agile would have a relatively short cycle upon which they're trying to complete a set of deliverables mm. we call could call that a sprint 
they would have a, a list of deliverables, which we could call a backlog, and they would have someone responsible for the process. But that's what agile teams are trying to do. They've got a short-ish achievable list of deliverables with a short-term deadline, and they're trying to deliver those working products as frequently as possible to the client. And yeah, you would see, that's, that's the difference is that, that you, you would see people working over shorter timeframes on specific deliverables rather than giving people a responsibility and saying, this piece of the platform is your responsibility. You go off and take responsibility for it. Mm. It's actually a bit like when you're writing a CV. I don't know if you have that. Yeah. If you read a CV and it says that I was responsible for X, Y, and Z, it's very yeah. different from saying I delivered X, Y, and Z. Right. So if you're writing yeah. a CV, you should try and write down what you delivered. Not what you were responsible for. Yeah. Because that might just be title. Anyone can be responsible for things, yeah, can't they? Exactly. And I think that's so that's there's a focusing towards productivity rather right. than responsibility. Okay. Really interesting. And we often talk about uh we mention hacks and we talk about hacks and we work in hacks at interactive workshops. What is a hack? Well, a hack is a can I say bastardization? Of, I think you can, yeah. Of agile process. But I found that people like doing their work together as well as alone. Mm. So when we run a hack, whether for us or for a client, mm. we have a scrum master or facilitator that has a set of deliverables that that group of people is going to get done that day. Those deliverables are clearly defined with a specification, which I like to be very clear about what that is so that the work doesn't expand. And then we work to a set of sprints during the day to get those deliverables done and no one goes home until all the work's finished. So we've got an incentive to be effective. It's quite a good incentive, isn't it? It's really, yeah, and I like it. I mean, you can't work like that every day. No. But actually, I say that, if you work in casualty, you effectively work like that every day. You've got a backlog of patience yeah. and you've got to keep working until it's all done. Yeah. One by one. And you're trying to prioritize with triage which things mm. have to be focused on first. Yeah. So there are lots of, there's lots of analogous jobs yeah. that have that kind of process. Yeah, that makes sense. And you've supported a number of leaders and teams in creating agile cultures, agile ways of working. What are the ones you remember? Some of the most fun projects we've done have been to do with Agile. I think when I first started putting it to our leadership development, that really had a transformative effect on, on how people thought about work because quite a lot of the Agile process is upside down. And especially we were talking about um, working products and we're talking about um, welcoming change requests. And the, 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 lots of changes of mindset about what you're trying to do, thinking about your client as collaborator, and colleague rather than as someone they're trying to service. Uh, thinking about a working product rather than trying to do the, the best job you can do. Um, but, but where we work with Savills, for example, to help them um, on their project management of uh, surveying buildings and delivering a report, that's really fun project, the leadership development work. And I've loved the work we've done where we've written books and created things with teams in an agile way to, to demonstrate the process to them. And I love their delight. Uh, mm. And I love yeah. their bafflement, actually, at the end yeah. of a workshop with us where we've used Agile to create something together and they cannot understand how they've got so much done. Yeah. But I've, you've, you've I've, done I've, that as well. I've taken part in those workshops. It is a pleasure. And I've had people come up to me afterwards and say, how did you do that? As if yeah. it was some kind of magic trick. Yeah. Like, they want to know the secret. How, how did you just unlock that amount of productivity or that amount of words or a book from a morning? How did you do it? How can you get that much volume? But it shows, doesn't it, that, that people aren't focused on working products. No. And, and if we go into organizations as we do and look around about mm. what, what are mm. people doing all day, mm. 
are they focused on delivering a working product? Mm. They're actually not. They're having no. a, we've had a few meetings today. Yeah. What was the working product from those? Probably didn't have any working products from those. They didn't. Some of them were just conversations. Some of them are planning, Some strategy, of them are yeah. HR. Yeah. None of those are working products. Not are focused they? on working products. No. And then another planning meeting and then a monthly meeting and then a, yeah. and a weekly yeah, meeting. Yeah. So, so, so there's, there's no that. secret. There's, there's no, it's not a magic trick. It's not really a magic trick. It's just a focus. It's a focus. Yeah. I, and I, let's look in my email. All the th- So I could sit down and do an hour of emails, then go into Slack, sit down and do all my Slack messages. Any working products so far? Nope. So maybe the ruthless honesty is also what's really appealing about Agile, which is deliver working products. Yeah. And I like to just prioritize that over all the other things. Where I think many people in the world of work, they've got all the stuff they've got in their diaries and everything else first, mm-hmm. and then maybe some time for a working product afterwards. Mm. And what's the value of responsiveness within Agile? We talked about that a little bit before, didn't we? But welcoming change requests. Mm. But again, it, it changes the relationship between a client and the person doing the work for them or a manager and a boss. If you're managing upwards and your boss suggests a change to you, say, Chris, I'd really like it if you could do more of this or less of that. I mean, how defensive do you want to be to your boss? Not very. But if you say, oh, thank you so much, that's great. Um, Might sound sarcastic. Tell me more about that. (laughs) Sorry, I'd really like to get this right. So can you tell me more about exactly what you'd like me to change? And I'd really be interested to go working on that. Mm. In fact, I probably can't even do it by myself. Could you work with me on it? Because you obviously seem to know exactly what you want from me. And, and I'm still developing. I'm really keen to get this right. Mm. So that responsiveness, that's just that put into uh, a working process mm. where we're trying to adapt to what the other person wants. We're asking, to be honest. And it, uh, the mistake is it's also not, it's not not being challenging. It's also not, not, it's not saying yes when you mean no, mm. but it's exploring yeah. what exactly the person wants done differently. Yeah. What about beyond the work? Context. Can we be more agile in life? It's a good point, isn't it? What do you think? Are you trying to take agility into your out-of-work private life? I think there are principles there that we can we can take. Like you said, the responsiveness, that that's going to impact any relationship and that ability to react to change in a positive way would help a marriage, for example. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about my mother-in-law are you? As a grandma mm. and my mum. Mm. When my kids ask their grandparents for stuff, their pet grandparents go, do you know what? Yeah, I could do that. Let's shall we? Can I, of course I can help you. Mm. And yet when often when parents mm. are asked by the kids, can you help me with that? What about this? Mm. Can I stay up? the homework? Or yeah. Can, I stay uh, yeah. Actually, can you just get on with it, please? Mm. So yeah, I think that there's an, uh, if you're in a good place and you want to build collaboration, being responsive like that, I'm just shutting my eyes and thinking about my daughter and, trying to be a yes person to their requests mm. really helps me. Yeah. Um, not trying to be a, a in a contractual relationship with my kids mm. or Steph or yeah. my friends. I've got a one-year-old who I've said previously calls the shots around our house and there are a lot of change requests with the top. <laughs> a lot of change requests. Yeah. What, what kind of change requests? Well, you just sit down. It's like, go, go, shoes, shoes, <laughs> coat, coat. <laughs> It's like, oh, we're going out, are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, so, do you try you and know. respond to those? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. You, try you can't and all the follow. time. You can't just go with the the whimsical wants of a toddler all the time. But I do 
I do think you can sometimes go with those. And it, it's similar with client relationships, isn't it? Like you, you sometimes find it difficult to go with everything a client wants all the mm. time. That, that, that probably wouldn't be a good thing. But sometimes it's you actually, just completely go with what the client wants, even if you think it's probably not the best way of going about it. Yeah, it's actually concept in coaching, the, uh, the nature of going with. Mm. Can you join someone and mm. go, go with mm. them? Yes, I think so. That that agility, if you take it outside of work into the actually when I'm driving, I take it when I'm driving. Someone cuts in front of me, I can go with that. No problem. Can you go with that? No yeah. road rage. I don't, I think road rage is a choice. I take it when I'm travelling. The plane's late. I can go with that. You have a relentlessly positive attitude towards travel. I I I try to imagine what's going on in the head of the other people involved. So if someone cuts in front of me, mm. I try and imagine, I try and think what's going on in their life. Mm. It might have been an inadvertent mistake. They might have, they might be in a hurry. They're probably in a hurry. They might be late for something. They, they could have just, they could be driving with a really aggressive passenger in their seat that's telling <laughs> yeah. them they're driving wrong. There's a lot of Having reasons. They, the they, life. they may consider themselves more important than me and mm. they may be wanting to get somewhere, but I can go with that. It's not mm. going to cost me anything to say, mm. Please go ahead, uh, with the exception when someone tried to kill me on my bike. <laughs> Deliberately. Deliberately. Yeah. That <laughs> tried to wipe you out. They, they got annoyed with me wow. and tried to knock me off my bike. That wow. I couldn't go with. But if um, a plane company can't get me a plane and I have to stay in a hotel for a night or wait in an airport, mm -hmm. I can go with that. If, uh, if a friend lets me down, mm. I can go with that. If my football mm. team loses... Why not? They're trying their best. So mm. there's an agility there. Yeah, yeah. I think the agility yeah. can span out into a kind of a kind of set of values or an attitude or posture mm. to the world that isn't in any way non-assertive, mm. but is yeah. gracious and yeah, yeah. able to go along with what's happening with other people. Yeah, because I'd say you're very competitive and, and very direct at times, but also, but also you're very accommodating to I those may, kind of things. I may so, need help. Maybe I need to see a therapist, Chris. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's also... It's, it's interesting, though, isn't it, it that you can balance those things. That it shouldn't diminish your agency in the world. No, where no. Human beings are a, a incredible ideas, delivering machines mm. where mm. we can make things, we can do things. So I'm not diminishing my own agency. The question is, can I go with other people's things when mm. they need? Mostly the answer is yes. Yeah. Sometimes the answer is no. And uh, that the old, old adage in life, the people you love the most, the more often it's no. The people you love the most, the more often it's no. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The, but the, the, you're, yeah. you're harder with the people that are in your inner circle if they let mm. you down or something than, mm. let's say, man in the street lets me down. I don't mm. care. No. If, if best friend lets me down. You might have a go at them. I yeah, care. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But, but the idea, this, the people that I look up to mm. have this really generous mindset and I try. I, re I really do try it and I'm not, still not, the, the closer it gets to me, the worse I am at it. Mm. But I try to go along with it. And to, especially with children or other things, yeah. I'm trying to do that and to get them to believe in their own agency in the world as well, that they can be movers and shakers and they can make things happen. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's that what the response what you want for your yeah. toddler. Yeah, absolutely. That's why sometimes we leave the house. We put our coats coat on. Coat on. Yeah. Coat we go, on. We coat on. Coat, coat. We go for a walk. Because <laughs> she's leading the way. She wants to do something. Kids like to go cool. out. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We did that on but, the weekend. But clients also like to change the specification of something exactly. or change the deadline. Exactly. Can we go with it? Sometimes we can't, but if we yeah. can, yeah. why not? Why not? Chris, I don't know, has time flown or is this? Time has absolutely flown. This has been fun. We could talk about this topic for hours. 
we probably shouldn't for the purposes of the algorithm. I don't think a seven-hour agile workshop, uh, agile podcast <laughs> would be good for the algorithm or reflective of agile and its principles. But is it a working product? It, possibly. I hope people, it is. If people stop listening, I think it stops being a, a working product. So we should probably wrap up. Um, do you want to briefly, before we do, tell us about how we're working with teams to help them be more agile? I think I mentioned quite a few mm. areas, but the, the one that's probably worth dialing up today is to think about, we actually do work hands-on with teams to adjust their workflow. And we, we've been joking around about being more productive and how you could turn meetings and emailing into a, a team that's actually working on the deliverables first. We talked about scrum masters and facilitators and how having people that know what they're doing with that can really help. It don't need to be there forever, but there's been some brilliant projects that we've done with some of the world's biggest organizations to help them to shape the operating rhythms of their team, the processes that they operate as a team. And um, we can do that with anybody who would like us to come in and help them to become more agile. Um, and also on the mentality side, if, that, if it's really that that you're looking for, greater flexibility and less of a kind of contractual mindset, less transactional, more relational, we can definitely help. And anyone, of course, that is um, frustrated with people who cut them up, we have executive coaching. So Purely for that purpose. Yeah, if someone's cut in on your career and it's made you angry, yeah. or if someone's let you down mm. and it's made you frustrated, yeah. then working through it with a coach, um, it's bookable on the website, live link to the calendar. There you go. Interactiveworkshops.com. Definitely. Thank you, Jono. See you next Thank time. Thank you, Chris. See you again. Lovely.